0: Okay, let's do this one last time, yeah? Spider-Man! Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Spider. Spider.
1: Call me Spider-Man! I want that ball-crawling arachnid prosecuted! I'm Spider-Man. I want him strung up by his web! Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. I want Spider-Man!
2: hello true believers welcome to the spider-man book club this podcast is all about digging into the library of everyone's favorite wall-crawling menace and his cinematic corner of the marvel universe or should i say multiverse spider-verse what did Miguel call Arachna something first i don't know either way that was stupid and he admitted it. uh uh I'm your host JJ Hodges, and today, uh, it is Sir Lance Laster. We are talking Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, which has been given every single adjective, positive adjective you can think of, and by God, it doesn't deserve it. Uh, Lance, how are you today?
1: I'm good, man. How about yourself?
2: I am ecstatic talking about this film. I saw it twice this weekend. Uh, okay. that's because I got. Uh, an email from Fandango that said, you've earned $5 off. And I said, oh, I'm going to Spider-Verse again. So so that's what I did this morning. Um, Very cool. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, Let let, let me start by this. Uh, So there's far too many directors and critics and -and so-and-sos that will say that the second part of their franchise is the, the Empire Strikes Back of their franchise. Right. Mm -hmm. And I would, I'm willing to bet that 99% of the time, let's be generous and say 95% of the time, it's hyperbole. Right. Uh, This time, oh no, this was straight up. uh, If anything would make me feel like audiences felt in 1980 at the end of Empire, it would be this film. You know, uh, what, what do you think about that? You mean as far as like the twist is concerned? Uh, the, yes, and not just the twist, but the cliff cliffhanger, uh, that cliffhanger ending.
1: Oh, just like the whole to be continued thing. Yes. Um. Yeah, I guess this is probably as close as we're going to get to something like that. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, the only one in recent memory that kind of goes along with that would be Endgame, but it's not part of a trilogy, right? Like it's 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 the it's the uh episode if you will uh but uh, but functionally that's what that movie the movie worked the same kind of way it's the penultimate chapter um but as far as trilogies are concerned yeah i yeah i can't really think of anything else that would kind of come close uh which is nuts to kind of think about (laughs)
2: it it is and because i remember brian singer and you know boob brian singer uh saying that years and years ago before X2 came out, he was like, I think of this as like the X-Men or as the uh, Empire Strikes Back of our series. And, uh, and back then, you know, 20 years ago, I was like, Oh, cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. And re re rewatching it in recent years going, no, not really though. You know, like, uh, uh, I mean, a little bit, I guess, but uh, this film, uh, I mean, just, as far as uh, you know, people calling it, you know, uh, you know, y- your boy Stephen Amell even calling it a masterpiece, you know, yeah, uh, <laughs> I that that like blew my mind. I was like, yeah, I was like, oh well, that that's a ringing endorsement because I know he's not the type of person that goes to the movies all the time and took, took his wife and and daughter to the film. Uh, yeah, well, and- see
1: the reviews for this movie. I believe because they're they're not coerced and they don't have, you know, some like a gun to their head and you know, forcing people to say nice things about it uh before it comes out. Um, so you you know. Uh
2: and it makes me think of uh when Green Lantern came out, you know, the the, the TV spots were all like, you know, dot dot dot. Tons of fun, dot dot dot. And it's like mm-hmm. and at the time I was just so excited for a Green Lantern movie, I didn't care what we got. Uh, but looking That's back, part of the
1: problem, JJ. That's part of the problem.
2: I I know, <laughs> but but you know, uh, and then kind of realizing later, like, oh, that's uh, that's not a good thing when they do that. When they just you know take snippets of reviews, and and truth be told, the, the only re- reviews I really care about are people I know and like, and not that I have similar taste to them because I can not like movies that they like or whatever, uh, but. I I trust their sensibilities. So when I had friends of mine that are movie critics or, you know, got advanced screenings, they were saying, oh, no, it's great. I was, it just, my excitement level went from, like, a 10 to, like, a 50, you know? Okay. Uh, And, and again, you know, as I always say in these shows, the, what stole this film for me, you know, isn't, it's not the multiple spider people. It's not the, You know the traveling through the multiverse. It legitimately was that emotional reality. The fact that you know when the movie starts with Gwen's story, when it gets into Miles' story, when we get into Miguel's story, every time I was invested. There wasn't a single character I felt I just wasn't into. You know, like I just I didn't I wasn't rooting for them. Even the spot, in a weird way, I was like, I kind of get it. You know. (laughs) Um mm-hmm. and the and the spot was a character that you know if, if somebody had come to me and said we're gonna make a Spider First movie, my the villain would be Morlin and the Inheritors, right? You know, that's straight up from the comic books and that's what you do. Um
1: or some like but, or some like Madam Web stuff, right? Like that's what you would right. probably go to. Um but I it th- it speaks to the create the high level of creativity that that is involved in this particular franchise that uh, they were able to take the spot right, right a <laughs> joke <laughs> okay um and turn him into what they did right and and the and the cool thing with the spot is like he tur- he starts off like super goofy right like as he is and yes. then he gets more and more sinister as, as as the film goes on which is you know which is you know power corrupting and absolute power corrupting absolutely that's that that's that, yes. that played out and manifested with that character right it's like it's brilliant like it's like let's let's go that works um right. but yeah like it's it's kind of crazy that they were able to pull off the spot in a movie
2: i i when they announced him as the villain i was like okay like you know and and they showed some like promo art of him and and like thinking like entertainment weekly or something and i was like I think they gave him kind of a cool new look. Let's see where it goes. Because I know the spot from two things. One being the, the 90s animated Spider-Man show. Where he'd mm-hmm. only in like one episode. And even then, that's an episode that leads into uh the the, the bigger Green Goblin, Mary Jane story. That kind of ends the series. Uh, yes. And the only other thing I remember him from was the first issue of Mark Wade's Daredevil run. Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Which I loved when Spot's like, I gotcha, and he pulls him into the darkness, and Daredevil's kind of just has a smile on his face. And, you know, it's like, oh, well, you know, Daredevil's going to kick your
0: ass.
2: (laughs) Yep. So, you know, it's like, that's your villain? Like, you have so many, like, Spider Verse villains, and that's one you pick, and then, damn it, if they didn't prove me wrong, which is, in this situation, a great feeling, right? (laughs) Yes. Absolutely. Um, and one of my favorite aspects of the film is the in the first film as well is that I felt like everybody all the voice actors and as much as I kind of I get annoyed that they they always do a lot of stunt casting with these films you know like uh, even like you know the the you know Disney and Pixar movies they do that a lot too there's always some sort of stunt casting like or even like Mario, right? It's like it's like Chris Pratt and Charlie Day are playing, you know, Mario and Luigi. And it's like, yeah, but why? Like, why can't you just mm. hire some, you know, or whatever? Um, and I have my issues with the Mario movie, which I enjoyed overall, but I, I felt like okay, but like you cast Keegan Michael Key, and he just, he doesn't sound like Keegan Michael Key, and and so why would you even cast him? I don't know. It's a whole thing, um, mm-hmm. but. Um, in this case, I, I was kind of, I was okay with it because I felt like, well, if they were to do this in live action, like every one of them, I feel like could be their, their animated counterpart. And, you know, I, you know, I mean, they're, they're older, of course, but I still feel like, well, I, I, I think Shamik Moore could be a live action Miles, you know, Mm -hmm. Haley Steinfeld, who, you know, I would love if she would just, you know, DM me and say, hey, what's up? And (laughs) Not the um, only one. <laughs> uh, she could totally be Spider-Gwen. Um, you know, and Jake Johnson especially. You know, especially in the first film, I, I love the idea of Chris Vine being the, the cool, confident, you know, rich Spider-Man. And Jake Johnson was kind of the, the typical down-on-his-luck, you know, mm. P.O.S. Spider-Man. And I would say that lovingly, of course. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, at the same time, I'm like, yeah, but, like, all that works. And, uh, and even in this film, I felt like, oh, Jason Schwartzman is such a talented actor that I would love it to see him as, you know, he'd be great as a live action spot. Uh, mm-hmm. And and that's just, and that's the beauty of the film where the, you know, and, and you and I have talked about this before, you know, not having the qualifier of live action or animated where it, the, the performances are so great that I'm not even thinking. Oh, it's animated. I'm just immersed in the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, l- let me ask you, how, how did you see the film? Did you see it in 3D, IMAX, or just you know a, a regular theater? Regular theater. Okay, yeah, same. And and even then, it, I'm still just hooked. And yeah. and it like took me a minute when they're in the Spider Society in, in Nueva York, in, in Miguel's Dimension. It, it took me a minute. After a while, I went, you know, we haven't seen the spot in a while. And, and I, and that's such a compliment to the filmmakers that the movie was so compelling that I didn't even realize that the main villain had been absent for, you know, about an hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, oh, excuse me. It's, I mean, I, I don't even know where to start <laughs> with, when, when it comes to, so um, let, let's, so let's start this way. uh what were your expectations going in? You know, cause they, they announced this film. It's been a while. It's been delayed a couple of times, you know, mostly because of COVID. Uh, but it's uh, for, for my money, it was a hundred percent worth the wait.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, my expectations going into it, I expected this based on its track record to be as good as the first installment. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and if it, was if it took a little bit of a step back but still pretty good like i, I would have been i would have been fine i was not prepared to be stunned um yeah you know and i think that's i think that's the 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 big deal with this one it's like oh yeah this is like they they're 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 two for two right like in in amazing fashion and honestly this is if if they can nail if they could land land the plane here, it was a third one. This is going to be the probably the best executed trilogy ever, right? Because every time when we have trilogies, right, there's always the third one that suffers the most. They're like there's one of, of, of the of the three that always suffers the most. Um, even some of the the great this trilogies like you know trios of movies that we have right got like the three godfather films the third one sucks <laughs> the, the noble trilogy <laughs> rises is eh, okay um uh-huh. you know like the two towers everybody has one that they the least favorite right uh for for various reasons um you know back to the future it's solid but is it like as great as you know as some people try to make it out to be considered things i think it's kind of default the best as as what we have right now because all three are solid uh not all all three are not like wow stunning this is going to change everything type of deal they're just solid they're just solid entries so and and I love the Back to the Future franchise, but like nothing nothing about them wows me when I when I've when I've tuned in to watch them. They're enjoyable, but it's like the, it's not like this, right? And it's not like right. watching Godfather one and Godfather two and being wowed both times, and then you get to the third and you're immediately let down, right? It's not like <laughs> it's it's nothing like that. So right. this legit, if they if they are able to pull this off, um, then then yeah, this the best executed and the best trilogy of, of films that we've.
2: It, you know, I I thought about that immediately after the film. I was like, I, I wonder where the third film is going to go, and you know, and you, you got to trust the process, I suppose, um, because I didn't expect this film to be as uh, as breathtaking as it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, in terms of just they they weren't afraid to go all out with the animation and make sure that every character was. You know, at least some—you some, know, most of the side characters look uh, out of this, like, literally, you know, it, it, I don't know another way to say it, out of the world, kind of, you know. Uh. Well, I
1: mean, I mean, yeah, like every situation was, well, first of all, like the, the first movie, right? It made it feel like you were reading a comic book when you were watching yes. it, right? That's what it looked like. In this one, it's the same thing, but they took it up, to, they took it up a notch and everybody's Universe. Every multiverse that they traveled to, and every party from a different multiverse that was that was there looked like they were drawn by a different artist, right? You've read an annual before, and I'm sure other people who listen to this have read an annual before. And there's multiple stories from from multiple people in it, and there are different artists on different books, and there are different artists that jump in on books and in, in runs at different times. That's what this movie looked like, but like at, like turned all the way to eleven, right? So when you're in Miles's universe, it looks a certain way, and the aesthetic is a certain way. Gwen's universe was completely different. You could see all the brushstrokes on stuff. The colors were changed depending on mood and movement. Uh, When you go to Spider-Man India, that is its own style. Um, And when you go to New York, it's its own style. And so like everything had its own unique thing and all of it is just spectacular. And it's just like, yeah, like this is like, again, that's the stunning part of it. This is the, this is the wow factor that like they, they took an already wow factor that was present in the first one and just turned it up a notch. And it's just like, and I keep, I don't know, where else they go from here and if they're and again this is why like you know like if they're able to land this if they actually if they manage to turn it up on uh, like again right in addition to all the other things that they did well with this it's like kudos to you because already like you can see like the first one won an oscar right this right. one should win at least two and it should be nominated for three in my in my opinion right, right. so no uh, at the very least so i mean like again like the track record of it speak for itself and then this the next one is probably a shoe-in for 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 an oscar again like because again like a, yeah. can you imagine like a like a three-peat a trio, trio of movies that win oscars like in in this genre like that's yeah. like that's unprecedented stuff stuff that you can't argue over right well it, and
2: the, the only other thing that comes to mind would be the you know, you know the it up before the, the Lord of the Rings movies, where they mm-hmm. the first two were nominated for a bunch of things, but the third one was the one that,
1: that won everything,
0: yeah. Maybe, but the, the,
1: the unfairly, third one, but, but <laughs> it, yeah, it, it was, it was, it was, there was those were like in sports, like makeup calls, right? There was sure, a makeup for sure. first for, for awards that should have been handed out in the first couple that they didn't do. I'm not gonna get on my my academy soapbox today, but like that's that's how that <laughs> works. Uh,
2: no, I, I totally agree, uh, about that because. Felt, yeah i'm sure we all felt the same way i'm sure he felt the same way when leo finally won his oscar for uh uh what's that movie called the, the Bear the movie revenant. He, revenant okay when it's like uh, he should have won it before
1: that you know he should have had he should have had at least two prior to that but you know uh,
2: well what i'm saying...
1: denzel should have four right like andy Serkis should have two right Like, but like we don't but anyway i i, get, <laughs> I said i wasn't gonna get on it i said i wasn't <laughs> gonna get on it
2: all right well, well we'll get we'll get we'll get we'll move past that um one of the smart things that this movie did was uh as I loved Peter B Parker in the first film like you mm-hmm. know one uh, great representation of, of Peter Parker in Spider-Man and uh and making him a very a tertiary character in this film was a really smart decision mm-hmm. because it just it, we needed a, a, a new a new—I I don't want to say mentor. I don't know how to put it. Where it's like we need a new foil, I guess, for Miles, which would be uh, in this case uh, Miguel, right? You know, who's very much Miles is very emotional. He's you know he's thinking with his with his heart, not with his brain. And Miguel is very much thinking with his brain, not with his heart. And that that aspect that's shown in all the trailers of Miles in the Spider Society and Miguel chasing him. I remember, you know, I've watched the trailer like a, a thousand times and thinking like, oh man, that sequence is going to be amazing. And of course it was, but what made it amazing, again, was the fact that we're we're dealing with these characters in a really, in a high stakes situation, but there's, there's an emotional, uh, there's emotional jeopardy happening where we're mm-hmm. not sitting there thinking, oh, well, you know, like, Oh, he's he's chasing him because he's trying to go back to his universe, or blah blah blah. It's like we're chasing him because there's there's a there's a logical reason, and it fits in the story, and it ties back into the first film, and not only that, but it ties into what the plot was saying earlier in the film. It's genius writing, where I was oh, well, really
1: <laughs> yeah, I, you know, know, it is genius, it is genius writing, but you know. Th- speaking of the writing and and i guess now is as good a time as any you're talking about like what you're talking about was like is, is all correct right but there's there with the writing there's also like a deeper meaning to all the things that were that were being talked about with this movie right and um and so for me uh and this is a little bit of spoiler territory here um is oh, that, we're, is that we're, we're
2: spo- spoilers galore folks so okay
1: so <laughs> the the metatextual language of this movie i thought was was absolutely incredible and i thought that was 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 so wise and so spot on um that a lot of people are going to miss like are going to miss it and have missed it so the whole anomaly talk with miles right like especially like how he's the original anomaly he's not supposed to be here right he was not like um he was not Uh, welcome, or initially into this, you know, secret society of spiders, right? Gwen lies to him about, like, how, like, there's only a handful of them, but when he shows up, there's, like, millions, right? And he's the only one that is left out of these things. Like, that is, that is, it's not just talking about, like, how Miles in this particular story, like, was not supposed to be bitten by that spider. What they're talking about there is Miles in general, like, and his existence in general in this real world that we live in, right? Because when miles was first was first introduced right like you know go back to our original conversation about about miles the 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 vitriol and the venom you know no pun intended there that was hurled at that character and bendis's direction for the gall of of deciding to make a a black person spider-man was was off the charts and right and like and and people thought you know what they think, right? And and we've all seen a lot of those arguments. And so, and it manifests itself in this movie where all these people are invited to the club right? Even Spider-Punk, who is canonically a Black person. Nobody had a problem with Spider-Punk because it was just kind of this offshoot thing. It was kind of whatever, right? But when you right. make one, like, it, like it have his own book, like, that, apparently that was going too far. And, like, in, you know, there's all these different Spider-People throughout the universe and, like, you know, there's, you know, Jessica Drew and there's there's Gwen, there's Dr. Octavius, there's Miguel. There's all these different Spider-People, but the one person that they always have a problem with and people have a problem with always is Miles. And so this movie is doing that. Right. The one person that they have a problem with is Miles. And it's just like, oh, wow, that's, that is, that is, that is real deep. And the the fact that he's the, you know, they they mentioned he's the original anomaly. He's not supposed to be here. These are things that, that people of my community hear all of the time. And whether it's out, like, whether it's like, you know, a really loud part that we hear out loud or it's a silent part that we hear just as loud, we hear that all the time. And, and we hear that with this particular character. commentary was and I think a, a lot of people probably missed that um and but it's but it's it's so spot on and you know his conversation with his parents especially with his mom when she's talking about look you're going to go out there not everybody is going to not everybody is going to love you right so just remember that the people that do are, are, are here that's what it's like when you, when you grow up uh, like as a minority person or in, in, in this case you grow up black that's what it's like and so um and you can understand their their uh, their fear of letting him grow up and wanting him to grow up and wanting to keep him close because I mean we've we've seen how the world has changed and how the world kind of awoken to certain things um, right. in recent years. So all of this plays a role, and and all art is influenced by the the by the the social and economic and political uh, you know temperature that, that it's created in and this is just one of those cases right part of miles's story is his ethnicity whether some people want to you know acknowledge that or talk about it or discuss it or like it or not um and it plays a role in how he's perceived and it and, and play in and it and in it, and it, and it again it manifests itself in this movie and i thought that that was um incredibly incredibly uh, slick and smart of them to include that as part of the narrative
2: I, I'm so glad you brought that up because I 100% thought that watching it. When Miguel pins him on the train and says, you're not supposed to be Spider-Man. It just, that cut me deep. I was yep. like, uh, you know, and, and this is coming from a Hispanic character as well. Yes. But, but here's the problem with that aspect, right? Is that because, uh, and Oscar Isaac made this joke when he hosted Saturday Night Live. He's, I, I forget his full name. But he said when he was when he was coming to Hollywood and he wanted to make a name for himself, he chose his stage name as Oscar Isaac, and he straight up yep. said the white name, you yep. know, and that's kind of what got him some work. And and Miguel O'Hara was not was not seen as a Hispanic character. He wasn't because he's drawn white. Yep. Um and you know it, it's that kind of thing where you have this character saying it to his face, and I just cringed. And and again, the, the genius of it is I'm not cringing because like like oh they're doing this I'm cringing because I'm so invested in it and I'm going you son of a bitch I can't believe you just said that to him you know yes. and that that's not okay that you said that to him and and that's a whole other part of the story I want to talk about uh, but it, it I, I I thought the exact same thing because one of the things I I noticed right up the bat was when miles goes into the principal's office you know like when he finally meets his parents there and that was a great sequence anyway uh um, yeah. on his backpack he had a blm fit mm-hmm. on his backpack i i loved that i was like yeah like miles would feel that way um yes um miles would obviously support that you know his parents would support that his father is, is a black cop um his mother is you know like he says and like, oh, I think Spider Man's Puerto Rican. I think it's Dominican. You know, and <laughs> like, you know, so so he's he's already mixed. Um, but there's just this, you know, the the side of it that when they talk about that, and when you know, like you were saying, and I you know, I love the way you put it. When you know, his mother has the whole conversation with him. I, I thought that the entire time. I was just like, man, this kid is just like I just I wish I was friends with this guy. You know, yeah. like he just seems like a cool guy, and it just sucks that there's people that are just looking at him, going, "You're not allowed to be here. You're not allowed to be a part of it," and and they're saying you're an anomaly. You're not allowed to be here because that's how it was. And
1: I remember when well, not, they, it's, it's, it, 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 I, I gotta correct you. It's not, it, it's not a was. It's the, that's the wrong word. It's it, that's how it is. Right? Sure, and sure. like I'm, you're right. Yeah, I'm... yeah. i mean because because if you look at like any of the discourse around like him or if you look at you know the little mermaid that just came out right it's the same type of dialogue and it's the same type of discourse and so um when when miles is there like again like the whole like you're not supposed to be here and the fact that he's doing a great job and like was not allowed to be in this thing right it's like that goes back to the whole like you know you got to work twice as hard to get half as far right like it's like he's doing a Great, a great deal of things. He's doing a great job as being Spider Man, but not getting the recognition. Nobody, nobody is, uh, is giving him the proper credit or the proper due um it's 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 all there all all of that is it, it's there the fact that like he he's as lonely as he is because he is doing something that he can't really talk to a whole lot of people about and 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 for him i'm sure it's frustrating that the only people that he really can talk to about these things don't look like him at all right and like the one person that he probably could talk to the most is dead and that was his uncle and he was on the wrong side of the tracks so it's just like it's like again all that stuff is there and i think that's why this movie is as brilliant as it is. I uh, I mean I, I couldn't agree more
2: it uh but but not only that, but showing just how you know and pun intended I suppose, you know, how amazing he is, you know, like and I I love that uh that Gwen called him out and says, you know, I think what I always think. You're amazing. Yeah. And and I love that, that spider punk that Hobie really kind of, you know, endears to him. You know, because here's another character that, you know, and and Hobie's more of the just anti-establishment, cocky, whatever, and I can't wait till this movie is on Blu-ray so I can... Have you know and and pardon my language. I'm very passionate, so we're gonna. This is gonna be an R-rated episode, folks. Um, I can't fucking wait to re- you know have the subtitle on because I don't know what the hell he was saying. <laughs> <laughs> the first couple scenes he was in, I was like, "What is he saying?" And I remember turning to my friend and I was like, "He's saying." <laughs> yeah. You know? And then, although my favorite bit, uh, you know, to, to on the tangent for a second about Hobie was said, I ain't got a Scooby Doo, mate, and it, you had the caption that said. Scooby Doo is coffee slang for clue. Coffee slang rhymes with clue, Uh, which I learned from uh, Mike Myers when he was promoting Austin Powers Three, like way back in the day. I I think he was on the Tonight Show, Um, and he was saying how his father—I think his father was British—and he would just say insane things like that, like you know, oh, we're instead of saying across the road, he'd say we're going to the Frog in the Toad, you know, (laughs) just like. uh, insane things like that so when they put that up there I was like oh yeah they do do that you know weirdo uh Brit guys but uh at the same time but you know but getting to back to what we we're talking about I I really liked that this this character who is being looked at as emotional and irrational and like you don't know what you're talking about you don't know what you're doing you, you don't you don't understand what's going on. Here. And he's straight up saying, I understand and I can fix it. And nobody's mm-hmm. listening to him. Yes. That was, uh, uh, that also was hitting, it, you know, I, I'm sure was hitting close to home for you. Just, you yeah, know, we're not- close.
1: <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. It's yeah. That's and that what it's really- like. Yeah, it it broke my heart because it's like, well, here's this kid, you know, and I I love the way he says it's like, you're going to trust an algorithm. And even like the the AI was like, whoa, dude, (laughs) Uh it's like, it's like, shut up, bitch, you don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) uh, But at the same time, it's like, yeah, I apologize to the women at the audience. But uh, (laughs) uh, but seriously, it's like I'm sitting there going, I 100 percent understand where Miguel is coming. He is making Mm -hmm. a lot of sense. He's being very logical. Um, but I personally think he's full of um, yeah. I, I, because everything Miles was saying and doing, he was just being kind of tossed aside, like, Hey man, look, you don't, you don't understand, we'll figure it out, don't worry about it. And, and you know, and then he proves himself by, and it was like the best moment of the film, right? When he, Straight up says like, well, I let all the fighter people away from your headquarters. Yeah, and it's just like, oh, like this kid, you know, he he might be acting emotionally,
1: but he's not stupid. He well, yeah, knows that's what he's the, doing. That's the other thing. Just because he doesn't do it the way that you want him to, does not mean that he's not good at it, right? Yeah. Like, there's there are, there are more, there are more than, more than one way to skin a cat, right? That's that's basically what that is. Um, and. No offense, <laughs> yeah, and, and he even says, he's like, everybody's telling me how my story is supposed to go. He's like, no, but I'm going to do, I'm going to make my own way at this. And yeah. that's, that's how it is, right? We we like, you know, conventional doors, most of the time are not always open to, <laughs> to, to us, to people like Miles, right? To, to other minority uh, people in this world, um, you know, who are in more minority groups, like traditional doors and things like that are not always open to us and so as a result we have to make our own way and figure out a different way to getting to uh whatever our goals are there's never it's never going to be a straight a to b type of situation because those avenues are always closed to us or more difficult we always have to do we always have to do different ways to get to b rather than going just from straight a to b and you know unfortunately that's it is how it is because that's the world that we live in and it's these are it's the world is still based on systems um you know founded hundreds of years ago that had outdated you know models of thinking um and that put and that put certain individuals in better positions to gain gain things than others and again this manifests itself in this story with people telling the one black spider-man that he can't be spider-man right right and, and it was it was
2: smart to to have miles i I and mean, I could be 100% wrong about this, but I'm pretty sure he's the only Miles Morales in the fighter society. Um, yes. Because they had the insomniac Peter Parker, mm-hmm. um, who has a line or two in it. Um, but I don't think the insomniac uh, Miles in it. I mean, I
1: could be wrong about that. No, didn't see that. Didn't see him. Um, yeah.
2: And, and uh, two times I was, look- I was like looking. I was like, you know, I mean, they had a... Yeah. Uh, Either yeah, they had and Donald I, Glover, which was great.
1: They <laughs> did, yeah. They they didn't have the animated Ultimate, you know, Spider Man, uh, Miles Morales, because because Donald Glover, you know, was his voice, like, right? He's the right, first right. person to voice Miles, um, and so, uh, but I think th- they did that just so they could hammer home the point, right? Like, yeah. it, uh, like that, that that has been made that I that I've been making, right? He's the only one, um, and and for so long, that's that's again, that's 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 that's, that's how it is right um yeah. you, you talk about like minority heroes um in particular right let's like let's just keep it with like superheroes there's there there are there are enough right comic people know who they are but to the average pe- person the people that don't pay attention to any of this stuff have no idea how many there are they, and, and for them they probably think that there's only a handful and mm-hmm. if they think there's only a handful well there's a reason for that right because we weren't allowed to to, to be part of the club and so when we finally get one um what happens every single time is like there's this all this pushback like, well why do they need to be this well why it was like, like there's all these other questions about why they're there um why they have the powers that they do and all this other type of stuff so like again all, all this is playing into this um and it, it's part of the, the the metatextual language that's going on here it's a commentary uh, it, it it is and the the funny
2: thing about it is my i remember my sister talking about this when uh, the Force Awakens was first being teased. And, you know, people were upset that there was a black storm, right? And it mm-hmm. just, and and she was like, it makes no sense to me that people are mad about that. This is Star Wars, there's aliens and you know, there's Wookiees and all and, and Yoda and all these insane things. People are okay with that. But as soon as you put a black person there, it's, suddenly it's weird. And I, and I thought about that a lot where I was like, this film is hilarious in the sense that we're gonna single out like the black. Guy. He's not allowed to be there. But there's a fucking horse. There's a fucking cat. There's a yeah. You know, uh,
1: again, you know, again, like the the systems in place in this world were predicated on the fact that that level of thought was was you know gospel, right? Like, for for for, and not just like a short period of time, centuries. Right. Uh, (laughs) We were we were viewed upon as being, you know, like less than property, less than like cattle. Okay, And so uh, like you got to take it there. And so and so like when you see people, you know, of color and you see black people in particular doing things it all like for 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 racists in particular, it is alarming to see them, you know, do stuff that they thought that they couldn't do because like that's what that's what they were trained in and in, in ingrained to believe right like i mean like 200 years ago 300 years ago like a black person reading like reading was like like was 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 a thing right like that like you could die for that right, right. like for for knowing how to read right and then and then like you fast forward a couple, a couple hundred it's just like going to school fighting in the army right being a musician all those things were looking at like oh there's a Person is doing that like or or in you know for other other cases like a woman is doing that uh like you know like a like it's like you can go down the list with all these different with all these different ethnic groups because racism has been brought has been has been baked into into society and how society functions for so long and which is why like you know which is why we have to make note of things when you know when people like you know of minority groups do things for the first time because it's like oh well damn like really that's the first person to do that and then it's like oh well there's a reason why there's a first right because they weren't allowed yeah. to for so long and it's so and it and it's taken this long to be able to, fa- to finally do something like that and i don't think people people think too hard about that and then the, the people who you know are racist um like that's they just believe that like you know people aren't supposed to you know you know be out like you know outside of the the racial profile that they grew up with right that's just what which is is what it is um, which is unfortunate but that's that's what plays into this which is why people get pissed off when there's like a black character in star wars and there's like well well that's that's because they because to them like it, it just like white is the is the default and so anything that that is outside of the default is upsetting yeah
2: and you know it's you know you brought up the little mermaid earlier and you know, I took my I took my daughter to see it Um, Mm -hmm. and not once did she ask, why does Ariel look different? Not once she was, when she started singing, it was incredible. She just like got out of the chair and just watched the screen and now, you know, and, and it's like, I wish I could be four years old and just be excited that this exists, you know? Yeah. you know, and, and even like, you know, Javier Bardem being the, the, the king, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, the, the, that's another, you know, kind of you know, race swapping, you know, whatever. But mm-hmm. at, at the same time, I never, none of that stuff ever, ever bothered me. What, what bothers me is, is the, the quote unquote debate that comes around it because I the just, think, yeah, the discourse, because I just go, it's not. I don't know if the worst thing that happens to you today is that a black man is Spider-Man
1: I I think you're doing okay you I know, know. I, <laughs> I agree with you on that and the other thing is that <laughs> there is a nuanced conversation that th- that can be had about some of those things. And my position is I don't have, I don't ever have a problem with it. Like, cause uh, cause number one, like I can't, <laughs> right. Um, cause also, like cause you know, but, but like, cause I'm going to support like, you know, whoever's doing whatever. But I think what should happen before we do that, right. Is like, we need to do more. Like, actually, I don't you want to say before we do that. I just think that in addition to that type of stuff, there should be a better and a more, more of a push for the stuff that's already there without having to to trample on other stuff, right? Like so like if we have like it's it's you know you want to have a black aerial cool. But like where's more, you know, Tiana and her stories from the like the princess and the frog. Let's get more of those as well. Like cause the default shouldn't be to let's make the other stuff let's let let's let's race swap it's like how about we do more and 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 create new and, and evolve. Uh we need to do that instead of the default being like let's just go back to this other stuff and just change it and like hope that that's the band-aid that cures all i don't think that that's the answer because i think that 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 prevents the new stuff or or the old stuff that already exists from ever getting the light of day and people still having the same problem it's like oh well like you don't see people that look like you it's like there's a lot but we have like but you don't know it because nobody's promoted it so, yeah. and so, and, but they think that their answer is like, Oh, well, let's just make this person a, a, a minority. That'll give them somebody that seems like that's, it's different, right? Like you have to be able to, you have to be able to do both, but then, uh, but ultimately the goal is to do, you know, what I was proposing. you got to give the stuff that already has stuff a shine. Mm.
2: And, and, and Miles is a great example of that. Cause Bendis yes. has a, has a huge uh, mixed family. You know, he's not shy yes. about that. And, and I think what's great Miles about Miles is the that... perfect
1: avatar avatar of this, which is he, again he like why it, which is why a he's so popular, but also because like it, it's why he's as strong of a character as he is, because he's endured all the stuff that I was talking about. Right. Mm-hmm. He was an the original character who was uh uh, who's a legacy character but is an original one who has stood all like and, and continues to withstand like the backlash that, that the character gets but also thrives right and and it's proof that this that this can work if you if you put the, the time and energy and resources into it and and, and not only that but putting them in in, in a way that's
2: not uh, because there was some controversy I, I didn't read them but there was some i think it was last year or the year before whatever it was um uh, the the what if stories where it was like what if miles was Thor? What if Miles was uh Captain America? And those got some
1: backlash to them. You, you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Those, yeah, because they were bad and they were <laughs> and they were a little racist. <laughs> yeah, well, that's are. why the, that's that's why they got that's why they got backlash. Yeah.
2: And and it's like, you know, you can't just uh it's I, I don't know, it, you know, you, you can't just write these characters the way you think they would sound or whatever, the way you think a black person talks, or the way you think yes. a woman talks, the way you think a gay person talks or whatever. Uh, yes. Because, you know, I, if I were to try and write some of that stuff, you know, maybe, maybe not, you know, who who knows well, how good it would turn out. Um. But I also think of, like, you know, Miles's story in this, it, it just, it makes me... Just look at some of these people that are just like, yeah, well, you know, it's just not okay. Like, why does he need to be this, or why does he need to be there? When I'm like, I one hundred thousand percent relate to Miles' story. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I remember, you know, when I was a kid, just feeling like there's the weight of the world on your shoulders. Like, well, you're going to go to college soon, and you got to pick your major, and you got to do this, and your whole life is riding on this. And and meanwhile there's a girl you're like super crushing on, but you're grounded, you know, Mm -hmm. and all of that stuff is, you know, you know, dare I say universal because it, it, it's all normal stuff. And when you're, and when people get so focused on, on the race of it, it just, it just pisses me off because I'm like, you're missing out on these beautiful stories. And when they, when, you know, when the first trailer for Into the Spider Verse came out, like years and years ago, I was so excited it was going to be Mild. And you know, I, I, I think we talked about this before in our uh, our Miles Morales episode uh, when they they first revealed that the new Spider Man was going to be a black kid. I I, I don't, I, you know, I was like, oh, cool, all right, that's different, that's cool, I'm excited. And then there was that ritual coming out, and it just is like. How, you know we're talking about fictional characters that are supposed to be avatars for us mm-hmm. um, Kumel then Johnny uh, put it really really well excuse me uh, when there was some sort of uh, Oscars thing I think uh, the, the big sick uh, big sick uh, uh,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that
2: he, he wrote uh, and produced uh, and starred in uh, was nominated it's for an movie. Oscar I love that movie um and he was talking about like diversity in film and stuff and he said how he grew up loving indiana jones and how there are people that are like how am i supposed to relate to these these other characters that are coming out and he's like i grew up relating to indiana jones you know so it's like you know kind of that as cliche as as it is to say like well we're not so different you know yeah because because we're not and and miles being kind of the the smartest person in the room and not just the smartest person in the room but in a lot of ways the most powerful like he gets the upper hand yes. on on miguel you know he, he kicks mm-hmm. his ass um you know and and just but then just having fun bits with him and Gwen when they're swinging through the city yes yeah. was, was just so much fun to watch you know it's like I can't relate to swinging through Brooklyn with a with a girl, but I can relate to being on dates and being like, you know, like, hey, what do you think that guy's thinking, or you know, what what's going on with this person, you know, and just having some sort of fun with it I, again. Yeah. And, and this is what I always when I always say emotional reality. This is the this is the stuff I'm talking about. This kind of thing where we get to see these characters that we know and love in in just outlandish situation but the the emotional reality is real. Yeah. And and that but that also means something. And I think it also says something about Miles' parents that they weren't totally accepting of Gwen right away. You no. know. and you know they and and there's a bit of that there, you know, where you know the uh, Rio straight up says like I bet she doesn't even speak Spanish. You know, it's just uh little things like that where it's like you know we all have it we all have that within us but we have to learn how to just look past it and the fact that we're in 2023 and even like uh did you get a ninja turtle trailer before your yes uh before you okay you know when uh mike he's like yo leo you ratted us out and Mm -hmm. uh what like hey we don't we don't say that word here you know it's
1: that was pretty funny.
2: Little stuff like that, that that makes me chuckle and go like, Okay, like I get what they're doing there. And and there's there's a lot of it here. And when Miguel looks at Miles and says, You're not supposed to be here, what super pissed me off about it, two two viewings in was going, Miguel, one hundred percent you're full of shit because it's not Miles' fault. He was bitten by that spider. It's not so it's it's not it's not his fault that he was bit by the spider. No. It's it's not his fault that now he's Spider Man and he's uh, uh, you know doing what he's supposed to be doing as Spider Man. Um, it's not his fault that because he's Spider Man, he's going to save the inspector in Pavitra's universe, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so to blame him for all that was just th- that also just super pissed me off. Where I'm just like Miguel, you're. I get your logical mind. I get where you're coming from. You've seen all this before. What, a, blah 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 blah, but I also just can't help but think, like, you know, you're not even you're not giving him the time of day for the wrong reason. And again, that goes back to the the brilliance of the writing. I'm not sitting there yelling at the writers for bad writing. I'm sitting there invested in the characters and yelling at Miguel, going you know you're wrong you
1: know well i mean this this plays into how you know young young black boys are treated especially if people think that they're in the wrong for something people overblame them and overpunish and mm-hmm. um and are overly harsh with them uh compared to others um and and this goes in this and this it's a tradition that continues with black men as as well overpunished over corrected over um are over harshly treated um in in situations like this and it, it, mm-hmm. it, it just is what it is. I mean, look at you know the difference between how um, how Jonathan Majors has been treated with his transgression versus Ezra Miller with their transgressions. Uh-huh. Look at the look at look at the difference. Okay, nice. Uh, so one hundred percent. So. Um, so yeah, that's that's just that's how it is. And also, like to your point about like who's how it's not Miles's fault. The person who is at fault is Miguel for jumping to a universe that was not his and taking it taking a five family and child that was also not his. Uh, but shout <laughs> out to Fr- but shout out to Fringe, uh, because that's where they stole that idea from. Sure, yes, yes. Uh, I I haven't seen the show, but
2: I read up on it, so I, I knew that that's what they did. Uh, yeah, one of those uh JJ Abrams produced things that he gets a lot of credit for that he didn't do that much for. Uh <laughs> so uh no offense to the other jj because I'm jj but anyway <laughs> yeah, you're the cool uh, one. one oh well, thanks i appreciate it uh, and you know it, getting into the but also with uh how uh, how uh gwen is treated you know mm-hmm. just uh very much you know because they're both treated as kids they they don't know what they're doing they they're not uh they're not doing the right thing they're, they're you know they're they're acting on emotion rather than logic or whatever which i i find to, to not be the argument that people think it is, right you know like you yeah. no you're you're acting on emotion rather than logic it's like yeah but like you know in in some cases sure but in in Gwen's case the way you know the, the way the movie starts with her and she's very much just she can't talk about what she's going through um mm-hmm. because like her father thinks that spider-woman is a you know is a murderer and uh, you know he and then when even when she's and then she's blamed for helping miles you know or or going to see miles you know first and foremost and it's and I remember just thinking it's so funny because maybe seven or eight or more years ago I would have found the Hobie Brown character to be insufferable, whereas in this case I love mm-hmm. because I love the the way he just was pushing back against everything because mm-hmm. I was like this is a character he's probably the smartest guy in the room and he knows he's the smartest guy in the room. Yeah. Uh, and he's just not afraid to sh- his you know the, to shoot his opinions out there, and you yeah. know, and 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 there's some comedy at the beginning of it. You know, he's when he's like, they're like, you know, you do this, then we'll do this, and he's like, well, I'll do it, but not because you told me to. You know, kind of thing. Yeah, uh, it's the tip.
1: It's the typical like you know, uh, the stereotypical punk attitude towards yeah. things.
2: Yeah, and and because it's uh, uh I. I'm not 100% sure how to say his name. Daniel Kouye. Kouye. Okay. I'm saying it all wrong. Uh, but, he, you know, and I can't help but when I think of him, I think of Get Out. And I think of mm-hmm. the brilliance of that
1: film. Uh, Best movie of the 2010.
2: Uh, oh, my a Love. A beautiful film that I've, I've watched it. I actually watched it with the commentary that Jordan built mm-hmm. uh, it. Because I, I feel like I... I'd say this is like the best film class I've ever been to. Uh- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, and uh, you know, just, just think, uh, another example of a character that when everybody's like, "Hey, you know, you know," like you're making things worse, and he's like, "You know, it's just he's pushing back because he sees he's looking at Miles and saying, this kid's not wrong.' Like, you know, maybe you all are wrong.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And, and I think that's a conversation worth having, you know, whether it's, you know, and, and in this fictional setting, you know, if the whole universe is going to explode or whatever, but again, that emotional reality is true, isn't it? You know, just you have somebody in your corner and I love that he shows up at the end. He's part of Gwen's, you know, crew, when she goes and recruits Peter B. Parker, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and it's just, and I love kind of how, uh, clumsy Peter B. Parker is, right, when he's trying to defend Gwen, when he's like, listen, I'm the father of a daughter, I'm the son of a mother, and yeah. I know how these things go, and everybody's like, like, oh, shut up, shut up, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's just, uh, and that's how Jordan Peele also uh, talked about it in the commentary for Get Out, uh, when he said that the best scenario for, like, a white person bringing, uh, you know, a white girl bringing a black boy home to the parents the best scenario is that they're sort of racially clumped, mm. and I thought that was like a a, a brilliant way to put it, um, because I think it also goes to uh, a, a sexism discussion as well. You know, like Peter tries to say, "Well, I understand her point of view because I know women, and I've been around women." You know, it's a, <laughs> almost like a, there. You know, <laughs> forgive me for putting it this way like like a Trump way of saying things. Like, look, I've been around gay people. I know gay people. And, you know, a lot of my friends are gay people. He like, doesn't know anybody who's gay. That's correct. <laughs> like, he, maybe he, like, watched part of RuPaul's Drag Race once, you know? <laughs> like, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but but that sort of clumsiness, I think, you know, and Trump is just a terrible human being in, in general. But um, ha- but having that aspect to it is really, really great. Uh, because you, again, that... that emotional reality stands out to me because i just go oh my god am i peter b parker <laughs> You know, like <laughs> trying to trying to defend my female friends or my black friends and i'm just terrible at it like Listen, i've yep. been around the block a few times you know <laughs> or whatever <laughs> terrible but at, at the same time all of that it, it feels real even in this spectacular world where we have the Spider people, you know, we have a, you know, we have spider hand, we have, you know, the, you know, the the, the web slinger and his horse, you know, it's like, why does the horse have a mask on,
0: you know, kind of
2: and those conversations, and, but at the end of the day, I'm walking out of the movie, not thinking about how beautiful it looked, but how real it felt, right, and uh, one of the the things that that stuck out to me uh, that I wanted to bring up was um, and I realized they, they sort of spoiled it I sort of wish they hadn't had this one when, when miles pricked everybody and went back to HQ and mm. turned on the the weird giant spider that's gonna take everybody back to their universe which yes. was just seemed like the most inefficient way to do things uh
1: <laughs> no nah, but it, they had to they they had to make it make it weird
2: <laughs> you know I guess uh, if you know Lord and Miller uh, they they do weird weird shit <laughs> they do, like Clone High is a weird show, but it's, um, <laughs> but uh, they, uh, you know, uh, one of my favorite aspects of that was you know, Miles goes home or what he thinks is home, and and the the, the green all around him was yeah. very much the the Miles Morales spider uh, Spider Man number one cover right that
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, I believe his name is Javier Guan through it, uh, yeah. and even in Gwen's universe, it was very Robbie Rodriguez uh, looking. And when he goes home and he tries to tell his mom, like, "Oh, you know, you know, you know, I'm Spider Man," and and everything, and and then he's like, "Oh no, I'm in the wrong place." And Gwen says that, "Yeah, oh, he's he's in the wrong universe." It made me think of *Sounds uh, of the Lamb* when uh, Clarice goes to Buffalo Bill's house, and yeah. the FBI is at the wrong house. You know that, mm-hmm. that that kind of situation where I'm just like, that's good storytelling. You know,
0: yeah, <laughs> uh, it is.
2: And and then uh, and even because she's like, oh, you did something different with your hair. You took your braids out or whatever. And and yep. I just was like, what's going on here? And and they kind of spoiled it because they said like Earth 42, and I was like, I wish they hadn't shown that because well, they it,
1: they had to they had to give you enough clues, right? Yeah
2: right and it, but at the same time I I was still just because when the first time I watched it and I I like forgot that was part of it. I was like oh I didn't think oh he's going to the wrong universe I thought for a second I just was like, what does that mean and then you know and then he went there you know and he's remembering everything and beautiful animation
0: mm-hmm. and then
2: and then he gets there he's talking to his mom and uh, and it was such a mom line, right? By the way, when she yeah. goes, uh, you know, uh, what, yeah, are are you going to Comic Con? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. And I'm just like, oh my god! Like, cause I, yeah. Have, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah, I worked in doctors' offices, you know, most of my adult life, and I, I, the first time I was like, went to like New York Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, not the first time, but like, uh, you know, I, made, I was like, I'm taking time off, I'm going to New York. And, oh, you do New York? Oh, I'm going to Comic Con. And one of the ladies there asked me, she's like, Oh, so you're going to see like a bunch of comedians? And I was like oh, boy. uh no, it's uh comic books. <laughs> she was like, yeah. Oh. And then the conversation just kind of stopped. And I was <laughs> yeah, like, that's that's yeah. how it is. That's how it is. <laughs> but you know, it the, the the movie does a really good job of you know, with the exception of the spot, who's kind of classic Jason Jason Schwartzman, you know, funny yeah. idiot, whatever, but also menacing, which was kind of surprising. Um uh, which I, I thought he was good at from uh, Scott Pilgrim, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, who <laughs> uh, my <laughs> my my buddy that I, I rent my house from. We he's <laughs> he's uh, a lot like Sportsman's character from Scott
0: Pilgrim. <laughs> yeah. In,
2: okay. In a sense, just the way he acts, like you know, you know, when he's like, "Oh, Scott, I want to <laughs> tell you," you know, he turns his head that way. I had to explain it to them because it's an audio funny. medium. But you know, <laughs> I remember my best friend and I watching that and he was like, that's Mike. I was like, it totally it's <laughs> we, we told him that, we showed him the clip, and he was like, Oh, that is me. But um but anyway, uh the, <laughs> you know, the thing that, that, that works about this movie is that it's it's not afraid to be to have that reality to it, right? To have that emotional. No. And one of my favorite lines in the film is uh, when Miles and Gwen are talking, and she says, "You know, in all these other universes, when Stacy falls for Spider-Man, and it doesn't end well, I just, I was blown away by it because it was such a simple line that said so much yeah. about these these two characters, and and I love the fact that when you you know rewatching. Gwen knows that Miles is a quote-unquote anomaly, but doesn't care. She wants to go see her friend. She wants to see him again. Well,
1: yeah, well, she she has a crush, too. That's that's the other thing about it.
2: Yeah. Um, I I also love that this movie has Star Wars logic, where it's like three days have gone by, even though we're going to different planets, or in this case, Mm. dimensions, and everybody's on the same clock. (laughs) Yes. Like, like you and I are in the same country and we're not even on the same clock. You know? That's correct,
1: yeah. So
2: it's, just, it's just funny to think like, you know, like Jessica Drew's like, you've got one hour. I'm like, okay, but like an hour for her might be like 10 minutes for you. Yeah, that's, you know?
1: that's the thing, yeah.
2: And so it's like, I remember saying that uh, you know, my 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 best friend and I were watching uh, one of the Star Wars movies and I said that I was like, isn't it funny how they say like, oh, in three days this is going to happen and, you know, three days is the same all around the huge galaxy and he yeah. was like you should really watch interstellar because i think it would <laughs> stay <laughs> some of those things that you're thinking about and and it did yes, i was right. like oh okay so this movie actually wasn't afraid to be um, real about all of it. yeah uh, but at the, at the same time i don't mind the again i'm more interested in the emotional reality than the actual reality because mm-hmm. then it's just like oh eh, well that's annoying like Miguel's like, you know, you've got one hour. And then, like, two minutes later, he's like, it's been an hour. Yeah. You know, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, screw you, dude. Um, but, uh yeah, I mean, I've been rambling on. I apologize. But, <laughs> it's all good. Uh, th- th- you know, th- this movie really, uh, I mean, just in every way possible, uh, succeeded where it should. Yeah. You know, and, you, know you get the scene miles as spider-man talking to, to jefferson and mm-hmm. you know and he's just like you know <laughs> terribly disguising his voice the same way gwen did earlier in the film you know just like you know maybe you should you know get off the kid's ass for a bit uh-huh. you know or whatever <laughs> great stuff like that that i really uh really appreciate and yeah. and even just the the new yorkness of it when the spot comes back you know reality and Mm. he's like you know i gotta figure out how to get more holes and those two guys would just say hey man stop talking about your holes creeping everybody out it it was something that is one of those lines that i love when movies do that when they say something that everyone in the audience is thinking you're right weird that you keep saying that and then he says it again later he's like spider-man i figured out how to how to you know fill up the hole in my life by adding more <laughs> holes.
1: I was just like, oh, a weird dude. <laughs> just a little bit, yeah.
2: Yeah. Um so so uh you know, getting into the the cameo-ness of it, was there anybody that you were surprised to see versus anybody that you wanted to see and didn't get to see, at least in this film?
1: Uh surprised to see? Um, I saw it on Twitter and it was the Spider Man popsicle. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes, I saw that today. <laughs> right? It's like, are you kidding? That's amazing. <laughs> um I so, was so Yeah. Um I was I was ecstatic to see uh Spectacular Spider Man had a line. Like yes. not only did we see him, but he had a line. I was like, Oh man, that's great. Um uh, of course though, like the, the the character that I was looking for the entire time was was Kane mm-hmm. Parker, the the Scout. The, the right. Um I was looking for him. But you know, um, we saw the you know the Insomniac Spider Man, uh, Peter Parker. We saw him. Uh, he even said something. Uh, but I was also looking forward looking for the uh, the '90s animated series Spider Man. I was hoping that I was hoping that like they they uh, they'd run him out there for something. He's probably in the background
2: somewhere because like okay, I feel like I saw him, but I don't know because like front and center was the Spider Man Unlimited
0: Spider Man yeah. for some reason
2: uh which i like i watched the first half of the first episode the other day on disney because i was just like i think i've never seen this let me check it out and i was watching it and i was like this is okay i prefer the other show but whatever apparently Uh the audience back then agreed with me uh but uh i was uh i I did not know that there were going to be live action elements to it so i didn't either
1: I didn't either, yeah. so I was I was surprised. I am sure as you were to not only see Donald Glover, but to see uh, the 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 bodega uh, shop owner from from Venom, and, um, and and they showed you know Andrew like of, of the of the of the the live action ones. He's the ones that we got to see. Uh, we didn't get to see Toby. I think just only just like animated stuff, like he, like some of those picks and pictures,
2: right? He, he's he's there, but it's you have to look for it. it it's clips of uh, the first Spider Man.
1: Yeah, so uh, that's there. And um and then of course, you know, uh Tom Holland Spider Man is mentioned, right? <laughs> <laughs> um uh yeah, as far as like you know what happened with Doctor Strange. So that is so that was mentioned. So uh yeah. but yeah, no, like I think they did a great job with incorporating a lot of a lot of different stuff. Uh the Ben Riley stuff. Some people were upset about that, but I think they're just fake upset. Uh they're just like they're <laughs> making fun of Ben Riley. like, well, yeah, like
2: <laughs> it, it's yeah that- that to me felt like uh, Nick Cage from the first film, right? Being yeah. Kind of an over exaggerated Spider Man in the War, where it's like, oh, no, that's, that's just Lord and Miller telling Andy Stanberg just to be Andy Stanberg. Basically, you know? yeah. <laughs> and I was fine with it when he's like, I was oh, too. I got the perfect pose. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Because I'm like, yeah. I, you know, it's like. And I like, will define that? muscles. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> I just laugh thinking. I'm okay with it because I have missed that Andy Samberg as mm-hmm. much as I loved him on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I missed him being the goofiest, weirdest guy he can be, <laughs> you know, yeah. like he got to be on Saturday Night Live.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, and, uh, you know, but, uh, and, and even uh, uh, another Saturday Night Live alum, uh, well, a couple in the movie actually, because uh, Rachel Trach was the principal and yes. uh, uh, Taron Killam was a web which is a character he created in the comic book, mm-hmm. which I found out after the fact, because I was listening to a podcast that my friend uh, Sean O'Connell, who, who wrote the book that uh, with great power, that I uh, did an interview with him. Uh, yes. He's going to be on the show again, too. Uh, and he uh, they interviewed Lorda Miller and uh, he and his his buddies on the uh, Real Blend podcast. And they talked about how Aaron Killam is a friend of theirs and created this character. And they were like, hey, you want to be in the movie and have a line or two? um mm-hmm. so it's like stuff like that i thought was really cool and there was a lot of inventive stuff in it you know you get a to lot. have yeah you, you get to have the you know and uh my best friend sitting next to me you know they're doing the spider-man meme like times a thousand right it's like yes all stations stop spider-man and you meet me you meet me, me, me you, yeah. you, you you know <laughs> um and, and another thing and this is not a knock on no way home which i love mm-hmm. um one of the brilliant things that this movie did and the first film did as well was that not every spider is the Peter Parker, you know yeah uh, we have of course the, the our main characters but even the the tertiary and so forth characters I can't think of what those other words are for four or five and six but um uh, <laughs> but you know like you know you get the the fun spider character you get uh, yeah. uh spinneret who's a, mm-hmm. uh, a Mary Jane character. Uh,
1: we didn't see silk.
2: No, I which I was bummed about because that's the character I really I really kind of dig, um, and I was I'm surprised that Sony wants to is not using this character. I'm like, okay, like, but you have a a spider person, yeah. you could easily and and Dan Slott even in the recent Spider-Man books he's been writing, kind of gave you a way to write mm. Peter Parker out and put Silk in, and yeah. you're still not doing it because you're Sony and. You're, you're letting the animated guys do whatever the hell they want, but when it comes to the movies, you're like, hang on a second. Morbius, that's a movie we want to make. <laughs> Let's make two mo- Venom movies that are terrible. Just garbage. <laughs> uh, I, I've heard that Craven from CinemaCon looked great, and I'm just like, I don't believe it when I see it. And I don't People know are saying I'm the saying.
1: Flash movie looks good, too. Not buying it. <laughs> Not uh, buying it.
2: I, I yeah I think the same thing about the the Transformers movies anyway. Uh, my friend was like, "Oh, you want to go see that next week?" And I was like, "Maybe." Um, <laughs> uh, but regardless, it you know, it, but like to my original point, not having them all be Peter Parkers was is is the smartest thing they can do because it allows the audience, just like with Miles, right? We we can. Project ourselves and oh, like here's a handicapped Spider-Man. You know, here's a, you know, here's a black Spider-Man. Here's a, you know, a, a female Spider-Man. You know, here's a, mm-hmm. you know, you know, a dad Spider-Man. Like, yay! Here's one. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: but shout out to Mayday. That was that was that was cute.
2: Seeing Mayday, I, I I loved it. And I loved it at the end of the film when she put the when she puts spider- that. That was awesome. Yep. That was uh, awesome. So cute. Yeah. Uh, and and I have my. Uh, my daughter with me, and, and she and she's just like, so this we've been in the movie theater a couple of times now. We saw Little Mermaid, we saw this, and she's so tiny that she doesn't. So when we get into the seats, they don't fold down all the way with her. Oh, <laughs> so not like she's not like in a V, but it's just slightly up. Yeah. Uh, but she's also like, I order a large popcorn. I'm pretty sure she ate most of it by herself.
1: Awesome.
2: Um, but uh, you know, she's. She's turning to me and going like I don't know. that's when and I'm just like, Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, so she's all into it. And yep. it's it's that kind of thing where it's like Spider Man should be for everybody. And this type of film shows that it can be for anybody. Yeah. And then you get this great twist at the end where you get to see where Miles might have gone had he not bitten by been bitten by the spider.
1: That was cool. And you know, the cool thing about it is like, oh, like you know, without like the presence of his dad, right? Mm-hmm. Who, who's like who becomes the the predominant influence in his life? His uncle, right? And so it's it, it's only natural though, that he kind of goes into that and, and follows in his footsteps in that way.
2: Mm-hmm. And, and it was such a it, it's such a great bit because the the movie does a good job of being part one of a story, but still feeling mm. like. So I'm excited for Beyond the Spider Verse, but I'm not. Uh, I, I'm not sitting there feeling like feeling unsatisfied, right? Yeah. You know, like I, the story itself was was great because Miles's journey and Gwen's journey, in both cases, you know, Gwen saying like I I am not going to make any friends, like I I don't do that anymore,
0: mm-hmm. you know, and
2: she's she's kind of beating us over the head with it in the beginning of the film, right? Yes. Uh, but uh, and not the best, you know. It was good. But by the end of it, you know, she gets kind of the original crew back together. She gets Penny and Spider Ham and Spider Man mm-hmm. Noir back together, and and I love that how that film ends, and, and it just and let me just tell you that there's nothing more unsettling than when you're taking a nap and you wake up and your kid is in in your face. Because <laughs> <laughs> I fell asleep on the couch and and like just like woke up like uh, it must have been ten minutes later, fifteen minutes later, my daughter's looking at me going. I want orange juice. <laughs> just like, like, and I just like snapped out of it. I said, Hey, that's not how we ask for things in this house. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but like mayday, just like pointing outside, you know? So I haven't gotten like the creepy kid thing yet. <laughs> uh, yep. Well, that's not true because one time she did wake up and went, I'm glad all the bugs are gone. And I was like, Ew, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I was like, I think you were dreaming. She said, I think so. God, I hope so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> regardless uh it, it's uh i'm very excited for where you know the, the next film goes because it to me feels like we're gonna get you know like we were talking about before who who, who knows if they're gonna stick the landing or not but yeah. uh I, the the it's funny because uh our mutual friends uh zach and anthony we're talking about the decline on Twitter. We're talking about the decline in quality from Wonder Woman 1 to 2 and Kazan yeah. 1 to 2, which I don't disagree with. Um, I don't mind either of those movies, but I will agree that there is a decline in quality. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's also amazing to see the rise in quality in sequel, right? You know, that yeah. it wasn't hy- hyperbole when people, you know, Stephen M. L was saying, oh, it's a an masterpiece and stuff like that. I... I, walked, I I thought, like, well, that's a really strong word, and I left the theater going, yep, it was it, yep. It succeeded on every level, and we were talking off mic about how there were cartoony parts of the first film I wasn't a big fan of uh, mm. weren't in this film that I was really happy about. Maybe with the exception of Miles screaming, which I just thought was hilarious. <laughs> to be more <laughs> screaming through stuff was, like, uh, you know, uh, so hilarious to me. Uh, yeah. But it's, so let me just ask you, as as we start to uh, wrap up around here, uh, what do you, you know, in any which way you want to go with this, what are you hoping to see with part three? You know, what are you hoping to see beyond the Spider-Verse?
1: Miles, Miles reaffirming his place in everything. Right. And and the, the best way for him to do that, obviously, what they're setting up is the the confrontation with, you know, like the the ultimate battle that you'll always have is the one with yourself. Right. That's that's right. what it's that's what they're that's what they're having here, right? And so they'll have some sort of they'll have a confrontation, but at the same time I'm also looking forward to their conversation because they will talk at some point. Um, and so I think that is what I'm most looking forward to in, in, in the next installment. And then just to see how creative they're gonna be with how they wrap the story up
2: i i agree and i i'm hoping for i'm sure there'll be some sort of spin-off whether it's a spider gwen movie or uh you know uh, maybe some more peter b parker stories i don't know um
1: oh it's definitely gonna it's, i think it's definitely gonna be gwen it,
2: it as it should be and and again like i said Haley steinfeld should be spider gwen in live action um uh, because, yes. yeah, or or Emma Stone, because, I mean, the whole reason Spider-Gwen exists, I'm certain, is because <laughs> Emma Stone was so brilliant in the two amazing movies. Because uh, those movies are, <laughs> if you take <laughs> Garfield and, and Stone out of those movies, they're not great. Uh, but yeah. they're but those two make those movies work. Uh, but uh, I'm hoping for some sort of, if this is the trilogy, right,
0: mm-hmm. we're
2: going to end it here, I'm hoping for some sort of finality. We, okay. talked, we talked about uh, Ant-Man not too long ago and mm-hmm. how we were both a little disappointed that there wasn't, like, a a finality to it. Like, Ant-Man didn't die, or Hoffman didn't die, or whoever, or Hank didn't die. And I thought the same exact thing with uh, Guardian 3. And I love Guardian 3 way more than Ant-Man 3.
0: Mm-hmm. But at the
2: same time, I'm just like, you all keep saying this is the final one, but I'm not getting a sense of finality. Okay, I'm getting a sense of, well, this particular story is over, but they could still continue. Where it's like, no, no, no. I, I, there needs to be some sort of finality. And again, like as morbid macabre it is to say, like, not that I want Miles to die or his dad to die or Rio to die or whoever to, you know, Glenn or Peter B or whoever. But mm-hmm. sometimes it like the, the, those are the stakes we need to have, you know. And, and yeah. I, it's-
1: I, it's interesting like you know we didn't even talk about the canon events thing here i, I thought that, yes, that was an interesting yeah. commentary on things i um, love that yeah uh very interesting commentary thing because because again you can see both sides right canon is important uh because it is a foundational piece for things and it's how you it, it's uh, it's it's the blueprint for for things within fandom but you can also like if it needs to be broken in certain cases, it can be. You just have to be careful. Uh, it's the same thing with, with with anything. But I thought that that was that whole discussion was very interesting in, in the movie. Um, yeah. But your your thing with finality, though, um, as far as one of Miles' parents dying. I mean, remember in the original comic book run, his mom dies.
2: Um, I just reread that actually.
1: And then, but now both of his in in the comics, both of his parents are alive. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how, what uh, I don't know what finality means in, in this case, uh, especially considering that like you know Spider-Man is a character who's defined by loss. So right. something is going to have to give at some point. I'm just not sure what.
2: And, and that's what I mean. Where I I feel like you know, not necessarily that it doesn't even you know. And I trust these guys to be smarter than me. And that says, well, somebody needs to die. That that's what finality means. Cause mm. that's sort of where it's my you know, short sighted brain might be, but I trust these guys to be smarter than that and to figure something out that would mean that these adventures could continue, but it, it, but the, the Spider Verse half of it is done. Because even, you know, the recent Dan Slott run is like the end of the Spider Verse, and it's like, eh, not really, though. I mean, like, yeah, <laughs> there was, you know, it was sort of the, the end of that chapter of the Spider Verse. Yeah, nothing's really over. Uh, Right, and uh, you know, when you know, because that was Harrison Ford's whole thing he felt like Han Solo should die in Jedi, in Return of the Jedi mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and Lucas disagreed with it, and I think in that sense that was for the best uh, but at the same time, with the benefit of hindsight, it's like, well I, I, there's there needs to be something that raises the stake, at least in, in terms of the story uh, you know, Guardians 3 teased the uh, Rocket dying and then didn't do it. Not that I, mm-hmm. again, wanted Rocket to die, but maybe that would have been better for the story. I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know
1: about Rocket, but Peter, for sure, I think.
2: Yes. Uh, that one, I was like, oh, this, they're going with him. Okay. And then they saved yeah. him with uh, with Adam Warlock, who was there.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I was like, oh, so, whatever. And then, you know, the movie even yeah. ends with the legendary Star-Lord Will Return. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, well, that doesn't mean this is a trilogy then. <laughs>
0: <Kind of laughs>
2: but uh, th- there were so many great twists and turns. And, you know, like I said, with, when Miles was in the rock universe. And, uh, and that's sort of the beauty of the animated films having, you know, you're not on location shooting. So there's no spoiler pics online. So when... Okay. Uh, Hashtag respect animation. Exactly. Yes. You know. So, uh, Mahershala Ali. You know. Uh, uh, Aaron coming through. I was like, yeah, like yes. Oh, this is so good. And then, the the reveal of Miles at the end. And my one complaint about the movie was that the reveal of Miles as the Prowler Mm -hmm. went on just maybe thirty seconds too long, where I was like, okay. We all know who this is. <laughs> you know? like, let's not let's not pretend it's suddenly it's going to be gonky, you know? Yeah. Who, who I'm pretty sure was voiced by Tony Revolori from the the Youth Spider-Man movies. Um, yeah. Because you know Ned Leeds is essentially we talked about that before Gonky in the in the yep. in the Marvel movies, but uh, at the end of the day, I mean. You know what else can we say about this we'd say all the uh adjective that spider-Man is associated with you know like amazing mm-hmm. spectacular you know uh web of ultimate uh yeah. no adjective just spider-Man that doesn't work mm-hmm. uh but you know it and 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 it works because uh the, the film just it wasn't afraid you know uh and we, we we've talked about this many many times to be that all ages type of thing that isn't when we say all ages literally means all ages.
1: So my yeah. four year old
2: daughter could appreciate it. And a two thirty-five year old men sitting next to her could also appreciate it and go, I I need to process this for a minute because that was amazing. You know? Yeah. Uh and that that says so much about the the talent behind it. And uh you know and not even, we didn't even get into like the the score and the music and Metro Blumen, um, yeah, who cameos as the one Spider Man's like, nowhere to run, and then yep. like, what my bad guys, he, had, he he knew where to run. Uh, you know, it was like, okay, that was genuinely hilarious. <laughs> that was, good. That was yeah. good. Um, and just you know, the, the film did a great job of building on the first film, you know, like, like I said, having Peter B. Parker be a, a tertiary character uh um, well it, it, I mean
1: he should be it's not this is
2: not his story right yeah and because the the first film he was the, the mentor to the yeah um, and and I love that they kind of talk about that and and you know he's, he's like wait you know like I it's like I, th- I think I did okay though because Jessica couldn't catch him and yeah and and Miguel' just like you know like you both you're both terrible all right we're done yeah. with this you know yeah really you know great stuff that in the hands of lesser filmmakers you know it would have just been like like eye rolling but th- this film does such a good job and uh and it's, it's pretty long actually for an animated film um and 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 again i i never felt the length i never felt like oh okay are we gonna get out of this set piece or are we gonna mm-hmm. move on to this or whatever not once did I think that I I Same. just was on the edge of my seat going like like I said before, the only thing I ever thought was like, it's been a while since we've seen the spot," But <laughs> just because the, the movie did such a good job of painting Miguel as an antagonist, but not even he's not the bad guy. Just antagonist. Uh, yeah. And that's also a tricky thing to do with storytelling.
1: It is. It's a tricky thing to pull off.
2: And Whew. Uh uh any uh final thoughts uh Lance as we uh as we exit the the verse here.
1: I mean it's a this is a lock for best animated feature. Uh should get a nomination for best score, should get a nomination for best picture. That's how good this is.
2: I, I I'm 100% with you. Um and you know, animated movies I the only two I can think of are Beauty and the Beast and Toy Story three that were nominated for Best Picture.
1: I think so, and I think there was another what? There's another Rodriguez or Del Toro movie that was, was right, wasn't there? Uh, There's was another one in there. There was at least one more. Like, I think was it? Wasn't Pinocchio? Uh, no, that wasn't just that was a straight up animated. Okay,
2: uh, I, I also have not seen that film yet. There uh, never heard good things about, it. and that's what I've heard. And uh, you know, <laughs> I, I I watched the. Uh, the Disney Plus remake (laughs) with my daughter and I was like dumb.
0: Yep.
2: Uh, But it was visually amazing. Pinocchio looked incredible, but at the end of the day I was like, dumb. And like and also like you're gonna cast Keegan Michael Key make him a box and not just have Keegan Michael Key again. Because I'm I'm like a gigantic Keegan Michael Key fan, Key and Peel of course, but you know, uh watch (laughs) Shmigadoon if you haven't done Apple. Mm. It's great. I've heard that Uh, was good. It was very good. I haven't seen season two yet, but the first season was very good. Uh, okay. but anyway, uh, yeah, it, you know what? What this film excels at is just not being afraid to just cross boundaries and do things with animation. You know, like seeing when the, the best example of is when Hobie shows up in uh, Mumbaton mm-hmm. right? In 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 Avitre's universe. And he looks completely different from everybody else. Mm -hmm. And then it's like... And it it works. And I'm just sitting there watching it going, I feel like my brain should be melting, but it's not. I'm just... I'm okay with it, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And because they're all in it together, they're trying to stop the spot. They're trying to save the universe. They're trying to do all these things that none of it was was upsetting to me. I, I mean, none of it was like, well, that's weird. That's too much. Um, it, it is a lot. It is yeah. overwhelming, but not in a bad way, you know? You know yeah. So, Ooh, <laughs> I, I, I feel like we could talk for another two or three hours about this film probably, uh, and, and dissect every, every section of it, you know, and not even getting into Yorma Tacone as the, uh, Volker in the beginning of the film. Yeah. Really cool. Um, especially when Gwen is like, you look like you're made of parchment. Don't get near that fire. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like really good lines there. And, and the, and the bit with her father, you know, at yeah. the beginning. Just amazing stuff. Good that stuff. If, if that had been the movie, just Gwen and her father. That's great a great movie too. Yes. And so I'm hoping she gets something out of this, whether yeah. it's Haley Steinfeld that, that continues as the character or not. Uh, it, you know, it's uh, you know, little golden books uh, uh for for kids that you know, mm-hmm. uh, like when we, it's like with everything when we were kids, they were just, you know, some of the Disney stories or whatever. Now they're like, yeah. Anything. So I yeah. I got a a Spider Gwen one for my daughter. And nice. We were, we were reading it together. That might be an episode. I was thinking, wouldn't it be funny if we recorded this, like her and I talking yeah, it about this. Funny, um, but. So maybe that'll be coming, but it's like a 12 page thing or 20 page thing. Uh, but again, I'm like prolonging this because I I, I don't want the it's conversation to end because I want to keep because I want to keep talking about the movie. Uh, <laughs> instead, we'll wrap up because it's getting late. Uh, Lance, uh, if people are, you know, diving through the multiverse with their watches uh, and looking for you, where can they find you?
1: Uh, they can find me at Sir Lance Laster on all my social medias, and you can find me talking about all the things that make Arrow Arrow on all, and you can find us on Twitter at Do Not Fail Our Pod.
2: Um, I I do want I wanted to say that at the beginning, by the way, was that it, it's such a comic booky thing. The my name is Miles Morales and I've been Spider Man, blah blah blah, you know, <laughs> and I was like. Oh, that, I was like, that's kinda of like Arrow. I was like, My name is I'm Oliver gonna... Queen. <laughs> it's so, it's so comic booky, and I love it. Yeah. Um because I mean that's if you ever read a Jeff John comic book, every single issue of Green Lantern starts with, My name is Hal Jordan. I'm at Green Lantern from sector two eight one four. And you're uh-huh. like, We know. Yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah, uh, as for me, you can find me at Spider-Man Books on Twitter. You can also follow me at 4 Junkies—that's That's F-O-R, Comic Junkies. Follow that show as well, 4 Comic Junkies, wherever you hate podcasts.
0: <clears throat>
2: if you listen to this on uh, Apple Podcasts, please, write a review, subscribe. Get those buds and ears. And uh, as we always say, um, I wish there was a multiversal way to say it, but we'll just say it the regular way.
0: Excelsior!